When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Salutations, possums. We better see you guys at our live YouTube Q&A Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Central on the IDP Army YouTube. We better see you guys there. We have a great time doing it. As always, we at Offensive Points are here to help you with whatever you may need. So subscribe to the YouTube, give us a follow at Offensive Points on Twitter, and buy yourself a possum shirt because 65% of the time, it works every time. Remember, guys, we live it so you can live it. Guys, we're on to week seven. It's crazy. So, as always, I'm here with my cohorts, Billy and Josh. Follow Josh at Josh LSCL. Follow Billy at Ombre Vendor and myself at OP Joe with two E's. Josh, Billy, what's up? Dude, I feel like your sayings are just getting, there's more and more that you got to say each time, and I love it. Um, I need a t-shirt for every saying. I know. You're you're, you're on the t-shirt machine, man. We'll we'll book those. Uh, We got those in process right now. Production's got them going, so... Uh, no, it's good to have the whole squad back. I mean, you know, I've been dragging it with one of you at a time. You know, can't just get both of you all together. It's just, it's, just, it's just nice. The three of us. Billy was nice in Florida. Go. I had COVID. You were gone like a month ago for some reason. I was I in California. You're but in that's, California. Yeah. That's fine. I did not plan that one out. I'll give myself. You guys got to go on cool trips. I just got to stay home and die almost. <laughs> yeah. Slightly died. Josh tried to tried to kill you off last week in our. uh, That was before we knew he had COVID, which is the best part. Josh Hall, the harbinger of death over here. I called it. I was like, dude, he's dead for sure. He has asthma, COVID, dead. Wow. Okay. Well, after an exciting week of weird football this past week, um, boys, are you ready for some news? I didn't prep you all for this, so we're just gonna kind of go off the cuff here. All right. I, I like these just instant reactions where you don't have time to prepare for them. It's raw, man. It's real. We love it here. Okay. Well, we're going to start just, we're going to kind of go all over the place, but we're going to start with Tua Tonga Viola is officially back. He has been cleared to play and will officially be back for the uh, Dolphins on Sunday. Guys, are we, we thinking that they're going to pick up right where they left off when he got hit? Or are we going to think there's going to be a little, uh, you know, growing pains getting back into the swing of things? Josh is the two a hater here, so there's absolutely going to be growing pains. They're not going to step back up to being an undefeated team, which was never a, a big thing anyway. I don't know why everybody made a big deal about it. Eagles have won three straight. They've lost three straight, so it's whole thing. Um, no, actually, I think Tua will immediately boost this offense because it shows that well, for one, Teddy Bridgewater wasn't even healthy the entire time, and then 
uh, Thompson just he never was it. So I think this does boost the offense. I think you're still going to see picks from Tua. I mean, he's going to own a third Tyree kill, but the good thing is the ball will be traveling downfield and Tyree kill is pretty good at finding the football. So you will see boosts for all of your position players. I think Waddle's supposed to be playing too. So you're getting a lot of stuff back. Honestly, I think what this means other than, or really not this week, but coming up, it's going to be bye-bye ground game again. I think this week will they'll leave Mostert in there as much as possible, but I think that that ground game just disappears once Tua gets comfortable, if he ever does again. I think it means bye-bye Gusecki. I mean, that two-touchdown game, he was hitting the gritty. <laughs> that shit's never going to happen again with Tua back in charge. No, I mean, it's he's back, and I'm really excited for this offense. Um, you know, the guy's got it done without him there, but he is an upgrade over Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater, however you want to cut it. And they get a cupcake against the Steelers this week, so – I think it's awesome as long as he doesn't have any head issues, which, you know, this new CBA thing protecting the players, it's awesome, but it's kind of sketching me out because, like, Brady goes down in the Super Bowl. Next thing you know, some guy's like, oh, man, I think uh, I think Mahomes stumbled a little bit right there. So, And they're going to yank him out of the game. So I don't like that, but uh, I have to assume the two is back. Well, here's the thing, though, with, a, with at least the concussion part is, like, Mahomes did get hurt two years ago when they were playing the Browns and they did yank him out of there and that, that did happen. So like, you know, I, I do think that, that, you know, that is not going to be as big of a deal, you know, in the playoffs as maybe it could be. Uh, it is a little bit more like, uh, you know, if there's even a slight hint of something off, they're probably going to pull him. Um, I just like for Tua, you know, he came out today in his press conference and said that he lost consciousness after being hit. I just like, you know, when Sam Darnold said that he was like seeing ghosts out there like two years ago or three years ago when he was playing for the jets, like I'm kind of worried about that for Tua of like, he's going to be expecting to get hit and not know if it's going to go the right way. Like that concerns me more than like, you know, him, you know, not playing well. Like I, I think that he's mentally, going to have a tough time regaining his ability to play football at the level that he needs to to win no absolutely i think that i mean he's just going to be either anticipating that hit or looking over his shoulder missing throws or even trying to like like you said like trying to avoid that injury or that hit and then maybe going down even more awkward because of it so it's a little worrisome it is scary. I mean, after what we saw of him, that was terrifying. But, I mean, he did spend a lot of time in the state of Alabama. So, is he really used to using all of his brain cells? <laughs> Shots fired. Speaking of, Alabama lost. Yeah, they sure did. That was Tennessee. pretty great for everybody. Beautiful. Love college football. All right, let's move on to number two. Uh, Marquise Brown, at the very end of the game, gets injured against um, the Seahawks. I don't know why I blanked on that for a second. Um, looks like he's going to be out a month. They say four to six weeks possibility. Um, with DeAndre Hopkins coming back, they decided to trade for Robbie Anderson. Guys, is this offense worse now? Is it kind of kind of still be in the kind of weird space that it's been in this entire time? Like, what are we expecting out of this offense without Marquise Brown I don't, in it? I don't think you can say it's worse when you get a guy like Hopkins coming back. Um, I do think there's going to be a little bit of rust, some chemistry issues in the first couple weeks, but – I think Hopkins there. Rondell Moore's been coming on. And, I mean, Robbie Anderson, please, please, to everyone that ran out and picked up Robbie Anderson, he might have a good game eventually. But 
don't expect it's, anything. From the consistency him. is what you're missing from Robbie Anderson. I saw that too. And I was like, good luck guys. You're getting <laughs> yeah, three and then you're getting 16 and then you're getting three again. Well, it's going to be Christian like, oh, Kirk. Sideshow Bob's on the waiver wire. Let's go pick him up. You know? Yeah. No, I will say, uh, I think this offense gets slightly better because like Joe said, there will be some rust, I'm sure, but Hopkins is just better than, uh, Marquise Brown. I mean, Marquise Brown is a different type of receiver and I think them two together is going to be awesome when he comes back. And I don't think he's, you're going to miss a beat. So keep an eye out for him on the waiver wire. Cause I actually saw someone drop him already. Uh, Cause they kind of said he might be out for the whole year and that's coming back at like week, what, 10, 11. Um, yeah. So that could be really, uh, really big for making the playoffs or, you know, being in the playoffs. So keep an eye out for him on the waiver wire. Yeah. Dynasty managers had about, I don't know. It was about an hour and a half where they could trade for him at a very cheap price when he was out for the year. And then they came back and said, it wasn't as bad as they thought he's going to come back this season. And then that window just bam slammed shut. And there was uh, you know, the price stayed about the same. But I think that the cool we'll thing is to see Marquise Brown in this kind of role, which is what he should be in what mm-hmm. like Arizona's using him as and Baltimore. They don't know how to use receivers because Lamar Jackson is just such a unique quarterback. So like, the routes he was running in Baltimore are not the same as he's running in Arizona. He's running a lot more short routes, a lot more like curls and just getting the first down, which is why he's getting 14 catches a game. So excited for him. Cause honestly, that's going to compliment Hopkins a lot because Hopkins is more of the, let's get that deep ball or let's get that jump ball or just anything you need a big guy for. Yeah, definitely excited for Hopkins coming back. It, it's been long overdue. I think Robbie Anderson is going to be relegated to that Christian Kirk role. Where like yeah, some weeks he'll have a good game, some weeks he'll be non-existent, and then he'll go off and make Rondale eighty-four Moore? million dollars. How about Rondale Moore though? I mean, he's kind of turned into a PPR diamond over here. I think he kind of takes that Marquise Brown role because Robbie Anderson's never played that role, and I mean, Hopkins will get his share of targets, but I don't think I think you'd want to see it first from uh, Rondale Moore. But like, definitely, hopefully, you didn't drop him. Like, as long as the running backs are out, I think Rondale Moore is very useful to have. But when the running backs come back, I don't know. I'm sorry. Have... What what running backs? James Conner. I think he means Conte Ingram. Okay, because I haven't seen any running back on that team yet, other oh, well, than Kyler Murray. Fair enough, but I, I think that his usage, Rondale Moore's usage. Remember how um, everyone wanted to use Eno Benjamin? I'm I'm so glad I wasn't here last week because I would have been roasting the Eno Benjamin thing. You're doing it right now. I know. I'm just. I got to get it out, man. Let him have it, was, He's a top ten. He's a top ten running back. Like, well, I'm actually glad. Hell. I'm glad that we're talking about good. running backs because that is the next topic. So, um, Denver decided just on a whim. Melvin Gordon doesn't exist anymore. He he's been cast out, shunned, and they used um, Latavius, Latavius Murray. Murray. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they picked him up off the practice squad, put him in, out there, and just let him rock. So. Uh, I've got two others that we're going to talk about, but guys, to start here, Denver is Latavius Murray the starter from here on out, or is it going to no. be a weird committee? Weird, weird committee, one hundred percent. They didn't use Boone. Like Boone was in the game as the backup to spell Latavius Murray. It made no fucking sense. And then Hackett comes out and says, "Oh, <clears throat> we just we didn't have the ball all that much in the second half, and that's why we didn't give him the ball." And it's like, no, you had the ball. You just ran t- for two yards each time and then didn't pick up a first down. And you know who could have done that? Probably Melvin Gordon. Probably yeah. Mike Boone. Like, <clears throat> rotate him in and out if you want. But why is Melvin Gordon pissed off on the sideline for no reason after he ran for three carries for eight yards? Dude, the writing on the wall is it's there for Hackett. He's, they already had to hire someone to make sure that he doesn't do anything stupid. And, and then that's not he goes and pulls some shenanigans like this. I mean, Melvin Gordon was a really good running back. He still is a really good running back. 
and he's a veteran player that everyone on the team respects. So if you're going to bench a guy like that, what kind of message does that send to the team? If you want to bench a rookie for fumbling early in the season, yeah, but this is Melvin Gordon we're talking about, and he's going to lose the whole locker room if he keeps this shit up. So don't drop Melvin Gordon. He will be back in. So why was Melvin Gordon getting 40% of the touches when Levante or Javante Williams was getting the ball, but he gets zero, or I'm sorry, probably 10% of the touches whenever Latavius Murray comes in? Well, I think the short answer is Nathaniel Hackett's not a good coach. I mean, it's just he he's figuring this out on the fly, but it's not even going well. They could have like, won think, that game, though. Like Cliff Kingsbury, he had to figure things out on the fly. Like he That's what he did in Arizona, and it kind of worked out. It's not really – I mean, it's kind of showing its ugly face now, but like he kind of figured it out at the time, but it was kind of not really working. This is a full-blown disaster for the most part. I mean, they are like two and four or whatever, but – this team should be five and one if they're even remotely good, well coached. I mean, if you even had a subpar coach in there, they could probably get to four and two. But, I think Lafleur, Hackett, yeah. and Aaron Rodgers need to pull up their massive contracts and give at least half of it to Devonta Adams because it's clear that uh, he was the entire team for all of those guys, and he made those guys. Yeah, I, ah, what a disaster. Okay, well, from one disaster to another disaster, so. The Washington Commanders have decided that uh, Brian Robinson is the full-blown number one on the team, and Gibson cast aside, McKissick cast aside. Guys, are, like, why are they? Like, I understand that they like Brian Robinson, and we kind of foresaw this happening the whole preseason. But like, I guess I didn't see it happening like this, right? Yeah, kind of, kind of blowing up my running back spot on the game previews, but we'll talk about that in the next pod, um, dude. So. My, all props to Brian Robinson for coming back from this injury. I have nothing against the guy that was honestly a miracle, like that he even is playing right now. But what did they see in him? He was supposed to be the goal line back. That was the reason they got him. They didn't trust Antonio Gibson to do that. That was reports in the offseason. Then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, he's usurping Gibson. What did Gibson do to this team? What did he do to this? Team? He literally has propped this team up for two years now, and they're literally replacing him. They brought McKissick back for no reason. Who isn't? They're not even using and then they bring Brian Robinson in and give him like 15 carries for 50 yards. Like if it weren't for the touchdown, he did nothing. And yeah, anyone could have walked that true. touchdown in. It like McKissick could have walked that touchdown in. I could have walked that touchdown in. That was an ugly game altogether. But then you saw Riverboat come out after that game and say that we need to get Gibson more involved. I mean, what do you have like eight <laughs> yards carry in that one? So yeah. I don't think they know what they're doing. No. My big thing is Brian Robinson walking out to many men by 50 cent is one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen. So uh, props to him. And then, uh, I don't know, Billy, you and I watched Robinson last year. We watched him into the senior bowl. We talked about it all off season. Like there's nothing that this guy does that aside from being a really tough runner, which he did show against the bears. He was and taking gunshot wounds to the leg. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's, he's a tough dude, but we did, we did mean, not see that skill at the senior bowl, but um <laughs> We it wasn't did, mobile. There, there we did see cops, his uh, like his ability to get two yards. Like that is all I thought he was going to be. It seemed like every time he hit the line, he would drop. And we haven't really seen much to the contrary of that right now. Like he's not. It's not like he's busting long runs at any point in time. I have yet to see him bust a long one. It's kind of like Ezekiel Elliott a little bit now. Like the the Zeke now, not the old Zeke. Like the one now that can't seem to get more than like five or six cards, you know, per run. That's kind of what Brian Robinson is right as we speak. Antonio Gibson's not that. He's much more athletic and much faster and much more big play depend like, you know, big play oriented. So I don't really know what the problem is. 
I just don't know why they didn't do full blown committee in that game, especially when Gibson's when it, like it's hot hand. You ride the hot hand. Gibson was the hot hand, and he got three carries for like twenty four yards. And it's just like leave him, leave him to the side. We don't need him. We're gonna we're gonna Brian Robinson the ball. It's his it's his game or whatever. And like yeah, they got the win, but the the at what cost? I mean, yeah, their touchdown drive. I'm pretty sure Gibson picked up like. 60% of their yards. Oh yeah. And it was at the end of the game where they finally yeah. gave him the ball and he was like, Oh look, yeah. there he goes. Like looking good. Yeah. Right. Who knows? We don't know guys. We don't know. We don't. All right. Last one. And I'm just happy that I'm stealing all of Josh's thunder here. I hope um, is Baltimore. So JK Dobbins did get hurt during the game. So they, they said he was having some hamstring tightness, but Kenyon Drake got in there and looked better than JK Dobbins has looked. I don't even know. Like since last season, I'm, two seasons ago almost. So guys, should Kenyon Drake have this job now or should they continue on with J.K. Dobbins and just hope that he eventually gets back to where he was? I think you're still just dealing with Dobbins being injured. I mean, he's coming off the ACL. Hamstring tightness goes hand in hand with an ACL injury when you're recovering from it. So I think he's just not back to 100%. Kenyon Drake looked awesome, but I mean, he was breaking big runs. Fluky, maybe? I, I can't I ever trust Kenyon Drake. It's ever. absolutely fluky. And I think Dobbins, like, like Joe said, like he's just coming back from an injury. I don't even like Dobbins that much, but you got to give him a break. He came back from an ACL tear. Saquon last year looked awful. And it's the same concept, like getting your muscle strength back and getting everything back. But I will say this is going to be a full blown nightmare. Cause JK Dobbins can't get any yardage. Kenyon Drake, for some reason has a big game. And then Gus Edwards is on his way back. So uh, there's, it's just going to be a committee and really you never trusted a Baltimore running back. Anyway, you were just hoping it was just Dobbins and now it's not anymore. And Drake's even going to be involved. It's just messy. You just want to stay away from Baltimore. Yeah, I agree. I just felt like we should mention it because I don't, haven't seen JK Dobbins do that since like 2020 and Kenya Drake get as it in one game. So I don't, you know, just odd. JK to Dobbins see. is a buy right now. Very much by low in dynasty. I, I could, I could see the buy low. Honestly, Drake Drake doesn't get enough credit. I feel like we just kind of lowballed him there. He's actually a pretty decent running back. He's just not a starting running back. And J.K. Dobbins is still going to be involved, and then Gus is going to be there. But you know who shouldn't have gotten rid of Kenyon Drake? The Cardinals. Yeah. It, I don't think they were willing to pay him, but, yeah, he would be starting there right now over James The Dolphins Conner. made a mistake getting rid of him originally. There's a lot. Of, there's been a lot of mistakes. The Raiders <laughs> are probably the only ones that – Is Kenyon Drake a bad locker room guy or something? Is that what it is? Because he's bounced I mean, around a lot of teams. I haven't heard three, of it, but years. I think with the Dolphins, he at least wanted out, but that's because they weren't going to pay him. So I don't, you know, don't know. Um, all right, last one, and this isn't really a big story, or, but I just feel like it should be mentioned. So Sam Darnold's been activated from the IR. Um, and this will at least be a boost over PJ Walker, I believe. If if I saw a his uh, pass chart on Twitter, he completed one pass uh, beyond the line of scrimmage. PJ Walker, he completed McCaffrey. He completed eleven passes in that game, and only one of them went one yard past the line of scrimmage, which is probably why Robbie Anderson was frustrated. By the way. But does this boost Panthers if Sam Darnold comes back? Two words. Terrace Marshall. I also have two words. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Throw a hashtag in front of that. I think it – oh, sorry. Hashtag keep pounding. Uh, no, honestly, I feel like at this point it's an upgrade. Like it's sad that Sam Darnold is an upgrade over Baker and then P.J. Walker. I mean, P.J. Walker literally just dumped it off to McCaffrey every play. There was one play where he got mad at McCaffrey because he didn't turn around. And he was like, I'm running the route, dude. <laughs> like, I gotta like actually get there. I don't yeah. know if PJ Walker was just trying to like 
look good and get those yardage because he knows McCaffrey can do it, or if it was more of a, you know, I'm scared back there. I mean, the good news cool. is you saw DJ Moore do with Darnold, so that's yeah. got to help him out. Ish. Um, ish, yeah. So, I mean, that's really all I can say there. They've, well, they've got a long way to go in that. I was going to say, I'm just going to say this will be a nice, fun draft pick for them to have potentially the number one overall pick, and they can address this problem if it gets no. to that. Um, they've got the team. They, I, I believe they do have the team. Actually, speaking so. of, I got, I got a news story for you. I'm gonna add uh, one here in we here. Go. So, speaking of first round picks, the Eagles have the Saints. I keep forgetting we have the Saints pick because we swapped back last year, mm-hmm. uh, which is currently, I believe, the fifth pick in the draft. Uh, and then Seattle currently has Denver's, uh, which is the seventh pick right now in the draft. And they're both in the top 10 teams, which is pretty interesting. So they have top 10 draft picks and they're the top 10 teams. So they get basically just a little bonus there, uh, which is nice. But um, now I'm hurting against the Saints forever, you know, a day. But uh, at the moment, I mean, Jamie's is coming back, so it should be interesting. But I just thought that was newsworthy. Nice little top 10 picks going on. It is. I like I that, like Josh. It. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. Um, I also do want to mention that Houston has two top 10 picks right now. So because they have Cleveland's pick from the Sean Watson situation. Perfect. Cleveland is in the bottom 10. So there will be a lot of familiar faces in that. You have to jump on that Texans bandwagon. Yeah, that Texans team can get really good with those two picks. So, I mean, obviously, depending on how they end up. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, let's get on to this week's big overarching topic. Um, and we're going to talk about the declining points in fantasy quarterbacks through this season. So I did a little research, going to get you all the numbers. So through week six, here are how many quarterbacks have had over 100 plus points for the past five seasons. So 2018, there was 18 quarterbacks. 2019, 10 quarterbacks. 2020, 18 quarterbacks, 2021, 17 quarter or 19 quarterbacks. And then this year so far, there has only been 11 quarterbacks that have reached that number. Field Gates noted on Twitter that Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Matt Stafford combined have only had one 20 point game between all four of those guys 
all perennial number one uh, quarterbacks for most teams. And so here's my guy. Here's my ask is 2019 a blip or is it like a blip this year? Or is there a real concern going forward with the fantasy quarterbacks and the decline of what seems to be the passing offense for this season? It's we're returning to the mean here is what's happening. I mean, if we look at in 2021, there were 44 players overall running backs, wide receivers, side ends, quarterbacks that had over a hundred points through week six. In 2022, there are only 27 players overall. So in 2021, there were 11 running backs. 22, there's only six. Wide receivers in 2021, there were 13. Wide receivers in 2022, there are eight. And there are tight ends, there were two each, Kelsey and Andrews, uh, believe it or not there. So what we saw was just an insanely efficient 2021. And we're seeing a really crappy 2022. I mean, everything's down in scoring. So quarterbacks are down 38.8%, running backs down 45.4%, and wide receivers down 38.5%. So it's crazy. I mean, if you look back in 2020, 2019, 2018, we had 33, 32, and 43 players with over 100 points through week six. From 2017 to 2014, we had 15, 28, 29, 24. So what we're doing is returning to the mean here. We saw the league went uber pass happy, happy offenses were awesome. What we're seeing here is defense is catching up and we're seeing a lot of sloppy football as well. So, so I actually have two takes on this and that's why I was letting you get through that, Joe. I do agree with you. I think it is more of the mean, but you know what it really comes down to is these teams are just becoming more balanced. There's no more Detroit 0-16 Detroit Lions. There's no more 0-16 Cleveland Browns. Those Both those teams are actually playing really good games. And honestly, if anything, they're actually putting up a lot of fantasy points between them. And there used to be none of those, and then people would just do it against them. And it was like every week you stream the defense that the Detroit Lions or the Cleveland Browns were playing. So like we just get more of an evenly matched people uh, teams in this sense. And then defenses are getting better as well. But uh, the, the thing about this, though, for specifically quarterbacks, quarterbacks – who have gotten injured this year, who were projected to be at least in the, you know, fantasy relevant range, Trey Lance, Dak Prescott, Tua, Daniel Jones, maybe not so much Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Jamie Swinston. So you got seven guys right there. And then you have all these veteran quarterbacks, Brady Rogers, Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Stafford, and Russell Wilson, who have all just been long since due for a decline. Like Brady is the only one that slightly doesn't make any sense. Um, because I mean, he still has a, a squad around him. Obviously he's had a couple of uh, games without some of them, but the rest of these guys, Stafford, the, the Rams did nothing. Matt Ryan is over the hill. Uh, Tana Hill is over the hill as well. And then apparently Russell is too. And then Rogers just has no one to throw to. So, I mean, it's more of just the fact that these teams that have these veteran quarterbacks have been overdue to lose out on this because they're paying all these guys so much money with the exception of Matt Ryan, probably that they can't afford to field the team. Russell Wilson also, I guess that's just more of an outlier, but, and then the rest of these guys got injured. So their backups kind of mean that if you brought up like, maybe not two us, but if you brought like Dak and Cooper rush together as one, they would be a top 10 quarterback. I mean, or at least close to it. Yeah. And I think I kind of agree with both of you. I mean, the, the main problem I think is that we're in a transitional period with quarterbacks um because the great quarterbacks the ones that have been you know churning out these fantasy seasons i mean drew Brees is gone aaron Rodgers not having a good year tom brady not having a good year matt stafford not having a good year like russell wilson not having a good year 
Yeah, Andrew Luck's not even in the league anymore. So we're having to pass the torch off to some of these newer guys. Well, Justin Fields hasn't really done it yet. Trevor Lawrence hasn't really done it yet. Um, we have Davis Mills out there. He can't seem to do it. Baker Mayfield falls flat on his face. Josh Rosen's barely in the league anymore. I mean, these are first-round quarterbacks that were supposed to usher in a new era. We, we haven't gotten it. So I think that we're like between – you know, the good era, which was the last couple of years here, except for 2019. Again, I think that was a blip, but I think that like, we're, we're going to round the corner. Cause we got like Joe Burrow in there. Who's good. Justin Herbert, Mahomes, obviously, and Allen are kind of keeping everything above water, but I just think we're in a transitional period here. And when the quarterbacks are bad, it, you know, like as Joe was mentioning, you know, the, all those stats, when the quarterback's bad, it trickles down to where the rest of the offense is, can't be good because, you know, if you cut the head off the snake, then the whole snake size. Like, that's just how it, it's going to work for these offenses. And, I mean, somebody out there could probably make the argument that the defenses are better, but they're not that much better, right? Like, they're, they're, they're not way better to where we're, they're completely neutralizing these offenses. There's just – their rules from the NFL are built for these offenses to succeed. Like, we see this every week with these hits that, you know, are like baby soft because they're trying to make the offenses good, and they cannot make them good when the players can't – follow through well i didn't pull stats because i'm not a, the op economist but i will say that if you look at the last three years like you've said there's been no great quarterbacks coming in maybe a couple here and there that just have yet to prove it i mean trevor lawrence for example but at the same time at the top of the class there's always two to three defensive linemen and really that's going to cause problems for these mediocre like no offense to Davis Mills, love the guy to death, but he's not, he shouldn't be starting in the NFL probably. Well, so, Kenny Pickett is the only first round quarterback we had this season. Yeah. He doesn't look like he belongs line. yet, at least not yet. Yeah. So, I mean, there's these defensive linemen are there. We're getting more and more of them and teams are like pairing them up now. And yeah, there are, there is more of like sacks on quarterbacks. There's more disruptive plays to where they can't keep the sustain a drive basically. So um, maybe this next year, right, rates the ship itself with all the quarterbacks that are coming in. I mean, like you said, there's this is a pretty great QB draft class. Obviously, it, it won't is. be immediate, but in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to your point, Josh, though, about the uh, the defensive players. I mean, we are an IDP channel. I mean, you're seeing the rotation with Buffalo. They kind of introduced it. We're seeing these defensive lines coming here fresh. But the other thing we're seeing is linebackers and defensive backs are coming right in. And I mean, look at what Sauce did. The other day, look what Pat Sertain did against Mike Williams the other day. You get these really young guys that are just turning into absolute shutdown corners, and you get these really young stud linebackers, which we really haven't seen that much in the past. It usually takes them a while to develop. We became used to quarterbacks coming right in. We became used to wide receivers coming right in and being studs. But on the other side of the ball, you're starting to see these really competent players come through and just shine immediately. So these defenses are getting stronger at a faster rate than the offenses are, in my opinion. And usually defensive players take a couple of years to you know yeah. get garner interest. Sometimes wide receivers can just jump right in for the most part. I, I yeah, we're seeing these guys, I mean, fourth, fifth, sixth round guys come in and all of a sudden they're starting and they look awesome. And yeah. it's where I the hell this I do gotta correct you real quick. Uh the Eagles started the defensive line rotation a long since before the, the Buffalo Bills. Just oh, for the love of Pete. Frank Wright George was... Alice in nineteen thirty-eight actually so um but to your point joe like Tariq woolen the cornerback that from seattle who's caught an interception for five straight weeks like that's just pure yeah. luck you're he, not going to get that from a quarterback or is he fifth what round is he i, I think don't he, even remember. he's either fourth or fifth round like yeah, one of the, he was day three guy 
that's the thing is we're just we're not seeing defensive players or we're seeing this now that we never saw and these guys are really freaking good so you know these defensive coordinators these teams are realizing like hey you know we got some real talent coming out and they're investing in that where it used to be more offensive ended well and here here's the one last point that we haven't even really touched on yet some of these gms are just not smart like the eagles for example are a smart organization they realize jalen hurts needs a wide receiver so they go get him one Tua down in Miami needed a wide receiver so they went and got him one like in Oakland even or not Oakland Las Vegas even though it didn't it hasn't worked so far they realized that he needed a wide receiver there so they went and got him one these other like coaches like or GMs like for example in Green Bay they they leave Aaron Rodgers out there with nothing and that's not going to turn any fantasy points out because you can't just make some of these guys into stars if they're not meant to be them. You know, it's just yeah. the talent's not there. They can't just force it to happen. Like it, we wish, and that's what everybody thinks is like Aaron Rodgers can make anybody a star. Well, clearly he can't, or at least he can't anymore. Well, Dubs, I, for some reason, everyone absolutely loves Dubs. Like every time that the game's playing, they're like, there's Dubs again. There he is. And I'm like, I've yet to see him make a good play. He's caught Doesn't everyone want dubs on the Impala, man? I, I think that's what it is. But uh, <laughs> right. back, to, back to the defensive point, uh, just for a second. Uh, I feel like the thing that people, they see a game that's a close game, that they're not scoring a lot of points, i.e. The, the Chiefs-Bills game last week, and they were saying, this is bad. This, why isn't this a high-scoring game? Blah, blah, blah. That was one of the best games of football we're going to see in a long time, like until the good. AFC Championship, probably. But I, I don't understand why people don't enjoy a good football game, probably because they're not playing IDP. But just and that was a great football game. Now, the Thursday night game, Washington, the Bears, that was just bad football. That wasn't defense. That was just bad football. And honestly, all Thursday games have been that lately, which, you know, kind of glad about that. Fuck you, Bezos. But uh, in general, like (laughs) just in general, like when you see a good game that's 20 to 20 and it's not 45 to 48, like get out of here just because you want fantasy points. I enjoyed that game thoroughly, even though I got my ass kicked by Mahomes and Josh Allen at two different leagues. Yeah. Well, we, we we need fantasy points, though, at the same time. We do time. need fantasy but I do think that, you know, when you're watching, like, what happened with the Chiefs and Bills in the playoffs last year, you watch that game, and you're like, well, the, they're going to have to get better on defense. Like, that's the only way to fix this, like, how they can win the next year. And so they go and do it. Like, that, that's the thing. They went and did it. They went and got better on defense. And now they're making problems for Allen and Mahomes. And now the, the games aren't going to be as high scoring. So, I mean, when people address problems, it's not exactly good for fantasy because we obviously we want to see busted coverages and there will, there are still bad defenses out there, but you know, they're trying to fix problems and defensive development has gotten a lot better. I think we're, yeah, we're starting to catch up a little bit and I think it will get better when we get these new crop of quarterbacks in and maybe push things forward, but it's just an off year. And it is an off year, but I want to throw one more little wrinkle and caveat in there because I'm always, you know, very cynical about everything is the officiating oh, here we has go. been so God awful. I mean, how many games did you guys, I mean, the Monday night game that they just played, how many times did Mike Williams run down and or not? Was it Mathis that kept getting lit up? Yeah. He, he like got four, like four pass interference. Yeah, calls they're blowing them. these calls up and these, these teams are getting like 40, 50 yard gains on pass interference calls. So I think you're getting a lot of that too, where, Everyone's pulling the Aaron Rodgers now. Everyone's throwing at the guy, knowing that, hey, if we get a pass interference call, that's 40 yards right there. And it's limiting the offense that these teams are able to get because the officiating is so freaking poor. 
two of them were definitely past interference. The other two were probably not. Like I can understand the conversation for it, but someone should have been like, nah, man, that wasn't it. Like uh, I, I do agree though. Like, and one thing I hate about officiating, and this has nothing to do with the past interference calls then it's the, uh, for one, I understand the protection of the quarterback. I'm not going to argue that. I, I understand why it's there, but they do get a little bit overzealous of that. But my problem is when they make a bad call and then they immediately like, so like pass interference, they had one against uh, what's his face on Monday night and then immediately called a holding on the offense, which as someone said a long time ago, hold, there's a holding on every play. And I looked at the hold and it was very like, ah, uh, you know, so it's yeah. almost like they're like, oh yeah, we should make up for it. Just call it better. Yeah, I mean, there's so just so many make up for track it. little plays that get flagged, and the offense just churns yards down the field that way, and it's it's well, getting kind of crazy at this point. If you needed ten points from Herbert last week, you got eight. So yeah. I understand why you're pissed. I barely eked out a game with Herbert, and I needed seven point five points. So it's true, and it was okay. all because of the pass interference. So I want to I want to close this out with a little exercise that we're going to do. I'm we're going to go through each team, and we're going to say whether we think that quarterback in like dynasty you would want next season. All right. You ready for ready for me to start? Yeah. All right. Eagles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. Right. No, I don't want Josh Allen. <laughs> you don't want Josh Allen. <laughs> Just Obviously, uh, Minnesota with Kirk cousins. Nope. Yeah. Get him out. Giants. It's Jones. Yeah. But no. Kirk Kirk's gone. I think after this year, Kirk could be gone, but giants, Daniel Jones. No, no absolutely not. No, me neither. Uh, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Obviously. Sure. sure. <laughs> Chargers, Justin Herbert. Yes. Yes. Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. he's not going anywhere. Jerry Jones loves him. Unless Jerry Jones dies. Okay. Very possible. <laughs> New York Jets, Zach Wilson. No. Yes. Me, me neither. Really? Okay, Joe. Yeah. Uh Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill. Absolutely no. gone after this year. I hope so. Uh Indianapolis Colts, Matt Ryan. Gone. No. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. No. In Dynasty, no. Because for one, he's playing terrible this year. And two, he's probably going to retire or get the worst from his second wife. I don't think he'll be on this team next year, to be honest with you. All right. San Francisco, I'm going to say Trey Lance, but that seems like a hard proposition right now. Uh, I don't really want either of them in Dynasty, honestly. I don't think I do either, to be honest. Uh, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. Of course. Yeah. Obviously, uh, LA Rams, Matt Stafford, not in yes. dynasty, preferably, but um, I mean, I, I believe in Matt Stafford, I think I wonder, he'll be healthier. I wonder for one more year, I think McVeigh realizes the well, we have Cooper Cup and we don't have anybody else problem is an actual problem. I guess if he's already on your team, but like I wouldn't trade for him, is what right? No. Uh, Bengals, Joe Burrow, yes, yeah. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, no, yes, because. He's going to play for two more years at least. I don't know how long his contract is. Probably longer than that. And they're going to have to get him a wide receiver. Not this uh, year. I don't want him this year. I have him. I don't want him this year, but I agree. I think next year, better better days are ahead. Um, Atlanta, I'm going to put Marcus Mariota in there right now, even though we don't no. really know. I don't want either one of them. I'm going to say no as well. Miami, Tua. Yeah. No. I do. Uh, New England, Mac Jones? Absolutely. Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. I was going to say, give me Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, here's the thing. We're going to stop real quick. Bailey Zappi at least makes the offense look like it could work. Like it's going to be something that you're going to want to watch. I never want to watch Mac Jones play. He never excites me as a passer. But he went to Alabama. 
Yeah. Well, Alabama quarterbacks are uh, something, something else. All right. Seattle and Geno Smith. Maybe. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Maybe. If he doesn't get punched and his jaw broken by IK and Polly all those years ago, I think we're having a different Geno Smith discussion today. That's just me. All right. Uh, New Orleans and Jameis. I think, yeah, because yeah. you're excited yeah. about Alave. Michael Thomas will probably be there. I think they might need to start looking at a different quarterback, though. Uh, Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Yes. We're hoping. Hopefully. We have to. Has to. Uh, Denver and Russell Wilson. No. I want to, but no. I want to say yes, because it's got to get better, right? Like, But there's no injury. I think that's the problem. Like, I mean, he's banged up here and there like from questionable, but it's not yeah, they like... they said they have a thumb injury, but it's yeah, like, but it... well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure he does. Sure, sure he, he does. does, exactly. But I, I mean, it's not a Matt Stafford shoulder injury that we knew going into the season. All right. Washington and Carson Wentz. He's gone. No. I think so, too. I think Rookie will be there next year. Cleveland and Deshaun Watson. Yes. Absolutely. As long as there's no more weird sexual allegations. Yeah, which well, there have been. Which there have been, but they say. seem to be ignoring them, basically, at this point. Well, it seems a bit sketchy by the, the NFL, NFL baby. Um, Arizona, Kyler Murray. No. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chicago and Justin Fields. Yes. <laughs> no. No. If, the, if they get wide receivers, I'm in. If they continue to ignore if, the offense, then no. If they uh, rebuild their offensive line, I'll think about it. They need a receiver. I when I when we were watching that game, when I was watching that game, I I honestly just said if they had a number one wide receiver, they win this game by ten points, easy. Yeah. Well, I but think Mooney is in the same boat as Devonte Smith, and would if AJ Brown got yes. traded to the Bears this exactly. offseason, I think That's Bears exactly wouldn't look exactly it. like the Eagles. But I when, think when the Bears trade for T Higgins this offseason, which they should do, then we got a different story to talk about. I think the Bears. If they follow the blueprint that the Eagles did, which is ridiculous because you guys had like 700 first round picks the last three years. It didn't but, make sense, I mean, yeah. that would be a, definitely a good way to <laughs> mimic your rebuild right there. You've got the same same pieces. The right only here. problem with the Bears, and I mean, this isn't supposed to turn into Bears hour here, but the only problem with the Bears is they traded that the Kula Mac trade killed them. The and then the Justin Fields one on top tough. of it. They lost, what, three first round picks in that ex- those two exchanges? So, like, they're just. Two. That's that's oh, three, three players total, yeah. that could have been a starting one of the best offensive linemen. Yes, they're trash. That's fine. Yeah, uh, that could have been their wide receiver one. That could have been their. Uh, they don't need running backs because they draft those really well. But that could have been another piece on defense or the a offense. wide receiver. That's what they need. They need. I already said wide receiver. Oh, okay, my bad. They need to draft a wide receiver. That's the only thing. Joe, Joe if Stico you all don't come back at fifty, man, let's go. If you all don't have Jordan Addison or Jackson Smith and Jigba or. Quentin Johnston or something like anything of any of those players, Joe, I feel bad for you. Hey, All one right. piece of news we didn't touch on Deshaun Jackson's on Baltimore now. Yes. Yeah. I didn't feel as 35 years old. Like <laughs> to the moon, man. Yeah, to I the guess, moon. One 100 so. yard game. He, can't, he up. can't even make young players good. I don't know how he's going to make him good. You know, anyway. he's going to have one game where he's like 160, 163 catches. Well, yeah. I hope you started him in DFS that week. All right. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett. Yeah. We haven't seen enough. As a QB I'm two, gonna yeah. say I'm gonna say no. I'm. I think I'm gonna have to give it a yes for now. But man, I really wish they wouldn't have gone. I'm sorry, but Trubisky year. looked great in that game. The only thing Pickett right. did was throw a dump off to Najee Harris. Like I'm sorry. I wish we a. I wish they wouldn't have taken a quarterback this year. B. I wish we wouldn't have seen Kitty Pickett yet. Like. True. I, I said that they shouldn't start him against Buffalo and then Tampa this Bay. This is the first Tampa time I've agreed with you in that regard. All right. Houston, 
they're gonna have a rookie. Uh, yeah, no. I want I want those. Houston's rookie, whoever it is. Okay, uh, Detroit. I'm gonna say Jared Goff. I I no. I feel like they're gonna draft a new quarterback, especially if they if they don't do well, which they're not right now. So um, yeah, I'm I'm out on Goff as well. The only problem I have with them, and I was doing a mock draft thing today, like just looking over mock drafts, and um, Detroit needs defense. Like if they don't get Will Anderson or something in the draft, like they don't need to be doing a quarterback yet. I don't think I they think need they to. Win. I think they can pick, pick up a, rush, a linebacker. Baby. I think they can pick up a sure. linebacker in free agency. I'm sure there will be one that's of decent talent, and they should have money. They're not paying anyone. I mean, Jared Goff's yeah, but is quarterback the problem with this team? I just don't think so. I yeah. think that they need to pick up some defense, but I think their number one pick is the future because they have Jameson Williams, they have Amon Ross, St. Brown, they have Swift, all aging, uh, going along. If you wait, if you kick that can down the road, I mean, like, good point. They had the number one or offense in the league after last week or before last week. So, but it's not Jared Goff. Like he's yeah. doing great. Don't get me I wrong. Know, I but like, better than... we can't be better than number one. But whatever. Anyway, Las Vegas, Derek Carr. Yeah. No. I don't believe in Derek Carr. I won. I mean, you're going to have to have him, but man, I, I feel bad about it. And then Carolina's getting a rookie. I, I don't, I refuse to believe Baker, Darnold, or PJ Walker are on this roster next season. Don't go ahead and cut all of those people right now. I, they, well, well they, maybe keep Sam Darnold because yeah, exactly. exactly. You got to keep him super flex. But then, yeah, the rest of them you can probably let go. But anyway, yeah, I think the way we just talked that out, I think at least half the league is something we're at least looking forward to, you know, and we haven't had Tua. Haven't had Watson, you know. We haven't had Prescott. Like we haven't really had mi- Fields yet. We've been missing some. Um, if you know the Jets put Flacco in there over Zach Wilson, the you know Flacco would be interesting. There's just there's a lot of different points here where I think this could get better in the future. But for now, the quarterbacks are a little bit of a train wreck. Absolutely, I think we're just spoiled on quarterbacks, but yeah. Okay, well, that's all we have for part one. That's a, we're just going to end it there at the quarterback discussion. So please follow all of our socials at Josh Hall STL, at Ombre Vendor on Twitter for me. Follow at OP Joe with two E's on the bottom here. Um, follow us on YouTube at the IDP Army. Follow us on TikTok at the IDP Army. Follow us or go to our Etsy shop. I think it's slash IDP Army, right? And then buy a shirt, please. Buy a possum shirt. We want you to join our group. Um, all right, Josh, get us out of here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.